Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey, can you hear me, brother? I got you now. All right, we're good. We are good now. I don't know what happened, but we're good now. I, oh. I can hear I spoke you. For, I was speaking for about an hour about that, about myself. And I was excited because I had so many questions to ask because um, I'm, uh, I'm very interested in what you do. So I guess we'll just talk about uh, talk about your business and, and how long your family's been in the business. Okay. Because now we know that oil is in your blood, so it's a family thing. It's a family thing. Yeah, I can't get out of it. Can't get away from it. I've been trying. I've but, been trying, but I can't do it. Okay, so let me just uh, just start doing my family. Yeah. Go from my family stuff and go from there. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay, good. Um, and I mean, I guess I'm being recorded, so you can stop, start this at any time. Yep, we just restarted, and so don't even worry about the other thing. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, good. Yeah, so my name is Jay Young with King Operating, and our my family's been in this business for over 100 years. And that's a long time for one family to be in the oil and gas business, but that's just, there's been somebody in our in our family that's been in the oil business. My great-grandfather started A.P. Turner out in, Oklahoma. He was in the Red River, drilled the first well in the Red River between Texas and Oklahoma. He drilled wells in Oklahoma, and then he worked on the oil field that's south of the south of I-20 in Oklahoma. He worked on that field until uh, he passed. But he has a um, he had twelve kids, twelve kids. Wow, I know it's kind of hard to believe. Yeah, I, that, uh, I got three. He, I thought I was doing something. <laughs> man. I got one at home now and I'm still chasing her around, but then I've got four. Yeah. But so 12 kids, my grandmother was the oldest and my, one of my closest buddies is the youngest and they're 27 years apart. So, wow. You know, I know, I know. So the great people and they, if you're a man, you're in the old business. And if you're a woman, you're married to somebody in the old business. That's kind of how this business is, you know, and, and, and two, when you get in it, I mean, unless you just really, you know, don't do well, then you stay in this business. You know, my great-grandfather and my grandfather were both lifers. That means they, they, they didn't do anything else except for stay in the old business. And my dad, my dad was a little different. My dad was a little different and um, didn't really do this, but he, he um, um, got out of the business. He tried to get me in the early 80s when I went to college to not go in this business, and I didn't for a while. Early 80s, oil and gas was down, so uh, didn't want to get in this business. And I thought, man, you know, I'll do something else. And then for five years, I was a stockbroker. From I graduated Angelo State University in San Angelo in 1985. So from 1985 to 1990. I was in the stock business, commodity business, you know, doing all these other things like Wall Street, whatever, you know, I thought I was had my hair slicked back. So I thought I was all cool. And then all of a sudden, you know, I didn't want the old business anymore or the, the stock business anymore. And I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go in the old business. So I'm in the old business for five years. I worked for another company here in Dallas and we, we put together deals and sold them to investors and, and uh, did pretty well there. But you know, 
the opportunity presented itself to where I could go and work work for myself. And I, I started working for myself and I thought, man, this is the way to do it. And I'm excited about this. And I started my own company in 1995, March of 1995. And I'm still doing it today. And I love it. Been 26 years um, by myself or in my, by my own company and 31 years in the business. And every day, I'm more excited every day because this is something that, that I know I was born with and I love it. And the oil business, you know, I just love going out to rigs and, and talking about production and talking about drilling and, and, and what's going on with these funds and, and all the different things that go along with it. I just think it's, it's unbelievable. So and I'm really excited. So what is the future, you know, because I'm in New Jersey, so I'm kind of far away from it. You know, but what is the future of oil and gas? It's a great question, Richard. I'll tell you what my thought is and what I've, I've been reading a lot. You know, what's going to happen is you're going to see electric cars. You'll see a lot more electric cars on the streets, which is fine. We're going to go greener. We're not going green. We're going greener. And we're going to take some of those, those loads off the market. You know, so we're not going to need as much oil and gas that we need in the future. But you know what? That's okay because we do not produce enough to be energy independent. We've never, we've never been energy independent to where we didn't need oil from foreign countries. Now, what the politicians were saying, you know, a couple of years ago was we're energy independent. We don't need oil from other foreign. No, that's not right. We look at the numbers. Google, how much U.S. production do we need and how much do we produce? And those numbers has been anywhere between we need 20 million a day. We were producing 10, 11, 12. We got up to producing 13 million. Even at our peak U.S. production at 13 million a day, we needed 20. We're still going to need oil. Only 40% of a barrel of oil, only 40% of a barrel of oil is what you need for trucks and airplanes and cars and all that. The other 60% is for other goods that you can look around you right now and put your hand on something that is made of oil. So yes, we will not need as much oil in the United States, which means we don't have to get as much from foreign countries, which means that we can, we can play friendly and, and we don't have to worry about it. But I'll tell you what's going to happen is, if you look at J.P. Morgan, J.P. Morgan said the price oil is going to go negative. They said this back in February, March of, of last year before the pandemic or during the pandemic. They said the price oil is going to go negative, and it did. It went to negative $37 a barrel. Short time. You know, not, not a couple of days it was negative. A day I think it was negative. Then they came out and said, whoop, oil is going to 190 in the next five years. 190. It's at 62 today. So you've got this, you've got this uh, uh, oil price that goes from 62 to 190. Why? Because supply and demand. We're not producing as much. Too much regulations. Not enough capital. Not enough people still in the business. You know, companies going out of business. Too much debt. Too much interest expense. 
You know, they're going out of business. They don't have money to drill. We're not producing as much as we should or we have in the past. So our production is going down. It's at 10 million a day. We've lost 3 million barrels a day. 3 million barrels a day. Multiply that times 50 at $30 a barrel. And you'll see what's being taken out of the system. But we're losing 3 million barrels a day right now. And we're going to go down, produce less in the future. And because that's what, and that's, that's, that's good for me. And that's good for our people that have, that are getting our monthly revenue checks at our company. They love it. Why? Because the price oil is going up. And when the price oil goes up, their revenue checks go up. So if you're a person, you know, if you're an investor, you know, everybody's talking about Bitcoin and all this other stuff. They really should be taking a really good hard look at, at oil and gas, correct? Well, you know what? That's a good question. And of course, I'm a little, I've got, I've got a lot of our net worth and my family's money in this deal. I love oil and gas and you need to diversify, always diversify, number one. Number two is it gives you tax benefits, monthly income, but also a multiple on your investment once we exit. So, yes, I'm a true believer in oil and gas. And, I mean, people have invested in oil and gas before. Don't worry. You're not investing in a one-well deal from some snake salesman that calls you on the phone. We're putting together a $100 million fund, and we're sending out revenue checks. People love monthly revenue checks. Yeah. And that's what we do. Everybody loves getting the check, you know? Absolutely. So what do you have in the pipeline? Literally, literally in the pipeline, what do you got going on now? Well, so what our company's doing right now is we've got a, we have a Larimer County project in Colorado that we're doing, which we have water associated with our asset there. And we're also, I'm, I'm acidizing a couple of wells. You know, you know, on, on the top of Texas, the panhandle of Texas, and if you drove north in Texas, you run into Oklahoma for like a little little piece. Yep. And then there's Kansas. Well, we're, we're fracking a couple of, we're, I'm sorry, we're acidizing a couple of wells up there right now and uh, to increase production. So we're, we're putting in a hundred million dollars worth of, worth of equity and, and, and debt. And we've got production right now that we're drilling and we're going to send out revenue checks. So investors, you know, want to get into something that they, they enjoy and they enjoy getting this write off from the investment, but they also love getting revenue checks in, in the hope of, or in the in looking at the multiple on their investment in the future. That's, our goal is to put two, $300 million in this project and sell it for half a billion or a billion dollars in the future. Okay. So I have a question, you know, cause I don't, I try not to get too political. I lean one way, but, uh, and of course being a military man, we all know which way I lean, uh, <laughs> but you know, you know, they keep on talking about, uh, you know, fracking and shutting down coal mines and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. how does that affect the oil and gas when they start talking about stuff like that? Because like what you just told me, you know, I thought all along that we were energy independent. And obviously uh, we got what how they say the old school hoodwinked. Uh, yeah. You know, so tell us, you know, what their, the real stuff is and what perception is. Yeah, well, I know that, and I and I really appreciate when our politicians talk about we're energy independent. When I'm talking about, you know, Saudi Arabia and Russia, 
people that want to just gouge us, they want to hurt us bad with their oil price. We were independent from them. Now, now Mexico and Canada, some of our, you know, some of these these countries are friendly to us, and they're not going to just, you know, charge us a tremendous amount of money. So that's number one. You know, number two is, you know, Biden. Uh, you know, I mean, Biden with him sitting here, you know, hurting our oil and gas permits on federal lands and and the Keystone Pipeline, and I'm going to cut this, I'm going to cut this, I'm going to cut this. All that's doing is is making the the barrel of oil the the is is worth more money. You know, it's like you know, Putin said the other day. He said, "Look, Biden's preventing." the U.S. oil and gas industry from producing more oil in the United States. But, he said, but, don't worry, I'll replace every barrel that, the, <laughs> that he takes off the market. And I'm sure he will at a price, you know. You know Talk to so, us about what made you write your book. What yeah, okay. Good. So, so you know, I've been, I've been in this business for a long time, and I've seen a tremendous amount of bad deals out there. There is, there's deals that, that the investor couldn't make money if he had, if he had the biggest well ever. So it's just, the deals are terribly bad. And so I thought, okay, well, hey, I'm going to put together a book. Can't kind of can't hear you, brother. You must have got a phone call that came through. So, guys, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm I'm actually really really interested in what we're learning, and uh, his book is truly truly amazing. It tells you stuff that you would have never thought about. Can you hear me, brother? So I, I really think that's so interesting that politicians were putting out that we were oil independent and we aren't really. And this comes from somebody that actually owns an oil company. You know, and everybody, like I just interviewed a guy um, talking about cryptocurrency, but this is making me rethink some things, you know, to start investing in. So, Jay, let's talk about your book. I think it's uh, one of probably one of my favorite books that I've read in recent times. What made you write the book? Hey, great, Richard. I'll tell you, the, the biggest reason why I wrote the book was because 
there are so many people out there that have done bad deals that with, with, in the only gas space, everybody thinks, well, it's the same. No, it's not. You know, if you drill a well with somebody that you don't know, or they send a check to a PO box or, or somebody's just shady, they're not going to drill you a good well. And there's so many different wells in so many different areas, but the, the, but they talk about the gold rings and the gold nuggets and the J.R. Ewing and, and all the great things is people kind of get, you know, wow, man, I want to make tons of money in oil and gas. And so they'll invest 10, 20, $30,000 or whatever, thinking they're going to get rich and that's not going to happen. And the majority of the times it doesn't 90% of the times, 95% of the time, but they're not, they're not even given a chance up front. And that's what I hate. I don't want that. I want, I want to make sure that, that, my investors or the people that look at our project have a shot at making money. You know, we're going to invest in production deals. We're going to invest in drilling deals. We may buy some royalty. We're going to do the things that, that take people out of the risk. So they're receiving revenue checks and they're seeing us drill incredible wells in the future to increase the value of our asset. And I wanted people to know there is a difference in investing in oil and gas and to look at ours. That's the biggest reason why I wrote the book, Richard. So now, you know, there's so many different big gas companies out there. How and so how do does a person know who to go to? I mean, it's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, how do you know which ones are reputable and which ones aren't? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like this, the, the exact same question that I ask a guy on a ski lift, and this is in the book. Um, you read it. Yeah. But, it, you know, when That's I asked the I guy. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I asked the guy, I asked the guy on the ski lift in Beaver Creek, David Moore, great friend of mine, night vest in the apartment business here in Dallas. But I asked him, I said, David, man, how do you structure your deals? I had never thought to ask that question before. No idea why I did. I mean, it was just a, I don't know. I don't know why, why, how I did that. I don't know. But I asked that question, how do you structure your deals? Because he's in the apartment business. And he said, I asked him, I said, man, how's business? And he goes, Jay, it's just unbelievable. He said, I have more money coming in than I do product. And I said, man, I got the opposite effect. I got more product than I do investors. And, I, and so I thought about it for a second. I thought, well, how do you structure your deals? The same question that you need to ask your your people when you're asking for an oil and gas deal, you know, because if all you're doing is investing in a one or two or three well deal, you know, investing in a one well deal, well, if it costs a million dollars to drill a well and you put up $100,000, you own 10% of that well, the chances are really good that it's not going to produce enough to give you a good return on your investment. You know, number one, but number two is there is no scalability with that one. Well, and there is no potential exit, you know, and our deals are, I want to, I want to put two to $300 million into a fund and I want to scale it and I want to sell it in the future. You know, and I think that's pretty interesting. Um, you talk to a lot of business owners and they don't have an exit strategy. So you're actually starting with the exit strategy 
before anything even gets started. So where did that mindset come from? Absolutely. You're, and you're exactly right. And I have a lot of friends in Tiger 21 that, that have had exits. They've had huge exits before. They built their company up, they scaled it up, and they sold it. You know, so, yeah, before all this, I was just in the old business and promoting out deals and thinking, that's how you make a living. But then I thought, well, hey, we could do this the same way that oil and gas companies want to do this. And I know that there's a lot of public companies out there that want to buy huge funds. They want to buy our fund for $300 million or $400 million and increase the value by giving them a lot of drill sites you know, and, and a lot of production. They want production and they want drilling projects in the future. So what a better way to do this than to have one fund that they can buy for two, 300 million bucks and they can, they can increase the value or, or, you know, we, we increase the value for them and they got a a million dollars a month in revenue and they have drilling deals they can do in the future that they can go and, and increase that value and, we're going to take it to first base, maybe around first base, go to second, and we're going to sell it to them. And they're going to they're going to continue on with drilling and doing reworks and the things that we're doing today. You know, up in up in Oklahoma, we're doing some wells today, and in Colorado, we're working on some stuff up there. You know, so we we just want to work it to where it's a it's it's attractive for an oil and gas oil and gas company to buy. And there's always always deals out there and there's always companies always want to buy projects they want to buy they want to buy deals okay so let me ask you because i heard you mentioning it um what did you learn from being a part owner of the texas rangers what are some of the (laughs) things that you learned from that from that experience i I learned that i learned there's a lot of pictures that you have on the payroll Woo! and the (laughs) payroll is pretty heavy um, but I also learned a lot about relationships. You know, I was, I was in it with Ken Hirsch and Ken Hirsch had NGP natural gas partners. He's, he was, he was trained by Ray, Richard Rainwater with, uh, in, from Stanford university. And he built up that huge oil and gas business called private equity, you know, and that's when you put teams together and you increase the value of assets using institutional money and selling. And, and that's what Ken Hirsch did. I feel like we're doing the same thing that Ken Hurst is. We're just using friends and family money. And I don't need to raise a $6 billion fund a year. Oh, my gosh. I'll raise $100 million a year, and I'll be fine. Just really, really good. So um, that's one. Two, about the financials on the, on, the, on the Rangers. I love doing that. I got to know Nolan Ryan pretty well. Nolan and I are still friends, and also with his, uh, his wife and also – with uh, Reed, Reed and I stay in touch. I had Reed on the Jay Young show uh, once. I've had, I've, I'm trying to get Nolan on. It's hard for him sometimes his travels, but I'll, I'll have him on. Uh, let me see. I had Bob Simpson, XTO sold his exit to XTO for forty-one billion dollars. Incredible. Ray Davis, uh, another guy, Ted Skokas, Dave Wood. Um, there's a lot of great people that I met, um, and, and it was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we were in St. Louis right before or during 
running, getting ready to run on the field two, three times there in the eighth and ninth inning when uh, we thought we won the World Series, but it uh, didn't happen. It didn't happen, so we had to go to game seven there and watch, and all of us were very disappointed from the night before. Uh, but uh, we were ready to run on the field in uh, victory, but we never could for the World Series. Uh, so that was one – I mean, I, I learned so much, and that's the reason why I really wanted to do it. I mean, I love baseball. I'm going to the baseball game tonight, but it was more about relationships and learning from people. I'm sure that's why you do it. You know, and you're, you're, you've listened to a lot of great people on your, on your podcast. You know, yeah. A great lineup. And, you know, one thing I love is I'm about all about relationships. You know, and I think one thing about people don't realize about old, old, there's a difference between old money and new money. And I yeah. came from the South where it was a lot of old money. <clears throat> and old money was all about relationships. It was about who you knew, who, you know, whose grandpappy knew, went fishing with this grandpappy. And now it's who's playing golf with who. So please talk to us a little bit about cultivating relationships. That's a great, great thought. And I tell you, I just finished a book called Redneck Resilience with James Webb. And, and James would be a great guest on your show as well. He just came on my show, uh, the Jay Young show, not long ago or yesterday. And he'll be on there this, this week. But but it's – and he talks about, you know, re- relationships. And it's so true. It is so true. And having good relationships, you know, in the social media stuff, you know, uh, you know, not putting bad things on social media, you know, make sure that you're, you're not out there in the, in the worst way. And when you meet people, you know, you look them in the eye and, and, you know, and appreciate them because not, but, but only, not only think about what you can do, you know, they can do for you, but think about what you can do for them. That's more important than, you know, what they can do for you because you never know, you never know when that, when that's going to come down the pike and, and, and you're blessed with something that you've had from a pe- previous relationship. You know, with Jim Turner, Dr. Pepper 7-Up, big Baylor guy, you know. Jim was a good friend of mine on the on when I owned part of the Rangers with him. And and today I need tickets. Well, I called Jim and said, hey, Jim, so he sells me some of his front row tickets to the Rangers games. I'm on the front row, and I could I could sit there and impress my clients or somebody that I can do that. Well, I mean, it's, Jim's a great guy, you know, and, and having those kind of Nolan Ryan and uh, Jim Sunberg, Jim's a great friend. I had him speak at a, at one of our uh, annual events uh, a few months ago, you know, having those kind of people, you don't know who Jim Sunberg is, but he's a catcher for the Texas Rangers and, and the Texas Ranger Hall of Fame, just an incredible guy here in, in Dallas. We all have a lot of respect for him. I used to have his baseball card. Oh, he did. Yeah, yep. yeah. He is a super guy. Christian, very well-spoken, super guy. Been married for, you know, tremendous amount of years. Uh, I mean, just, a, just a super, super guy. And, and uh, I sat with him at a lot of, uh, lot of games, uh, you know, during that time. But, you know, I just, I, you know, when, I, when I'm gone, which I hope is not for another, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, but, but I want to have some great relationships where people go, yeah, you know what? That Jay Young is a, is a, is a good guy. And, you know, when I needed it, man, he was right there for me. You know, and, and I think like, like, I think, you know, you're a very forward thinking person 
But, you know, like one of my, somebody that I, I look up to, Gary V, you know, he talks about legacy all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but, and so that's really, you know, starting something with the end game in mind. So talk about, you know, your, what you, what your legacy is going to be. Right. Great. That's a great question. And I appreciate that. And I'll tell you what, I want to leave behind, I want to leave behind, you know, my name with, with my wife's name on, on a, you know, different, uh, different types of, of uh, monuments. You know, I, I, I want to make sure that my kids are where they need to be. I want to make sure they understand about Christianity and God's number one, your mate's number two. You know, then you worry about your kids. You got to worry about God first. You got to worry about your God and, and loving your God. And then you got to worry about your, your mate. And then, uh, you know, then, then it's just being about everybody and helping people out, you know, and, and everybody know that, Hey, you know what, when, when I needed help, Jay Young was there for me. You know, I want to make sure that people understood that, Hey, you know what, I want to leave behind a little nest egg for my wife that if she wants to work or she doesn't want to work or, you know, we want to shut down the company or whatever the case may be. She can do that. She's free. I want to make sure my kids want, I want to make sure my kids understand about money that it just doesn't come off trees, but it, it is something that, you know, you make sure that you appreciate and understand the value of a dollar, you know, cause people don't, you know, they, they didn't teach us that at Tyler junior college about, about how to, how to make a dollar and how to, Make it and make sure you make more money than you spend. And, you know, want to make sure that people understand that. They they understand my character. They understand, you know, anything and everything there is to know about. about. I think you got kicked off again, guys. But like I said, I think this is a great interview. Um, I think Jay. Hello. Hello, are you there? Yep. And I just want to say, first of oh, all, I yeah, want to good. thank you for being a brother in Christ. Um, I'm a Christian man also, and I truly appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I tell you, it's a. Yeah. And I, and I don't know as many verses as I should in the Bible, but that's one of my goals this year. Okay. You know, it's the, it's the, I mean, you know, I, I know John three sixteen, so I got that one knocked out. So I need to work on a few more, but I think it's just awesome when you're talking to somebody and, and you know the Bible like the back of your hand, or maybe not the back of your, like everyone like a preacher would, you know, a Baptist preacher, but you know enough that, you know, you can help somebody. Yeah. You never know when you're going to need some, need, somebody's going to need some help. Yeah. You never know. And it could be just something simple, you know. Like, you know, uh, like I, I believe in, in healing. I believe in God's healing, you know, mm-hmm. and I believe that by his stripes, we are healed, you know, and, you know, God, if God is the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, that means his, his, when he says we are healed, it means we are healed, you know? Right. So right. talk to us, uh, last couple of questions. How do I, how do we find you? How do we get in touch with you? How do we pick up your book? Or how can we invest with you?
Jay, you there, brother? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Guys, I apologize. Yep, I'm here. Okay. So how, how can we get in touch with you? That's a great question. I appreciate that. We, I'm on kingoperating.com. I, you can go into my a link there or call into the office at 214-420-3000. I have my own website, J-A-Y-R-Y-O-U-N-G.com. You can go on to um, uh, any of these platforms and, 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 and get a hold of me or touch base with me or send me a, a DM on Instagram or, or um, LinkedIn. And go on there and, and there's always questions you can always ask yourself about, about funds. And is oil and gas right for you? So you go on our website and find out if oil and gas is, is right for you or not by just answering some of our questions there and, uh, and finding out. So we All appreciate right, my, that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This is going to go out as a two-part series in two different weeks. So we're going to hit two different audiences. So I appreciate you, my friend. And once again, thank you for being a brother in Christ. And the relationship just starts today. So I appreciate you, brother. Man, that's great. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you having me on. I look forward to staying in touch. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you, man. God bless you, too. Let's take it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.